you very much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your voice and just speak to the Lord, somebody. Just speak to the Lord. Just lift up your voice and, and say a word of thank you to the Lord. What can I say but thank you? It has been by your grace. We have come to say thank you. We have come to say thank you. We have come to say thank you. We just came to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, we give you praise. We bless your holy name. Thank you for what you have done for us. Thank you, Lord, for what who you are to us. We give you glory. Oh, we bless your holy name. We thank you. 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 Thank you. We used to sing a song. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah, Almighty. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, yes. We thank you. Jehovah, I think Mr. and Mrs. Lamto want to say we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jehovah, Almighty. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yes, we thank. you indeed we lift up your name we give you all the glory we declare there is none like unto you O God father this morning we are gathered here to say thank you we are gathered here to say we praise and lift your name up O God for what you have done in our lives for what you continue to do in our lives for that alone we say thank you thank you for who you have made us to be thank you O God even that you are you woke us up this morning Thank you that you set us, oh God, on our way this morning. We give you glory. We bless your holy name. We thank you. Spirit of the living God, speak to us, oh God, in this few moments that we have in this place. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church of God shall shout amen. Hallelujah. I said shout amen. Ah.
All right. Hallelujah. Okay. We are in church, but some people are trying to be too more churchy than church. So let me help somebody. Just go to five people and give them a hug and tell them we are having church. I said, go to five. Don't sit in your seat. Get up and go to five people. Count it. Five people. Hug them. I didn't say shake their hand. I said, hug them. Hug them and tell them we are having church. We are having church. We are having church. Five people. I didn't say shake their hand. I say, hug them and tell them we are having church. We are having church. And we are not ashamed about it. We are having church because the spirit of God is here. We are having church because the presence of God is right here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If you have done five, you can take your seat. And when you sit down, just put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Some, some, some of us haven't received the hug in a very long time. So when we come to church, we are guaranteed that at least we will get a hug. Amen. Okay. All right. Turn your Bibles with me to Isaiah chapter number 5. Isaiah chapter number 5. We are going to read verses 1 through to 7. That's the first half of my message. And then we'll go to Matthew chapter 11 from verses 16 to 24. So let's start with Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through to 7. Are you with me? Isaiah chapter 5, verses 1 through to 7. The Bible says that now let me sing to my well-beloved a song to my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in, in its midst and also a, made a vine press, a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes. But, somebody say but. But it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah, judge please between me and my vineyard. What more could I have done to my vineyard that I have not done in it. And why then did it, did it, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, it brought forth wild grapes. And now, please, let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge and it will be burnt and, be, and break down its walls and it will be trampled down. I will lay it waste. It shall not be pruned or dark, but there shall come up the briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are his pleasant plants. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression for righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Matthew chapter number 11, verse number 16 to 24. The Bible says that, but 
To what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their companions and saying, we have played a flute for you and you did not dance. We have mourned to you and you did not lament. For God, for for John neither ate nor neither eating nor drinking. Sorry, for John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. And the son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look, a glutton, a wine bibber, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. But wisdom is justified by her children. Then he began to rebuke the cities which most of his mighty works had been done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin. Woe to you, Bethesda. And for, for if the mighty works which are done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they shall have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say to you, it will be no more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon in the day of judgment than for you. And for and you, Capernaum, who are exalted in heaven, will be brought, do, brought down to hate. For if the mighty work that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have, been, it would have remained un, until this day. But I say to you, it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Here ends the reading of his holy word. Okay, right. Now, the first story we read in Isaiah chapter 5, really, it's supposed to be like a parable. It's supposed to be a a song. And the singer said, I'm going to sing you a song. I'm going to sing you a parable. And the parable is that uh, uh, I've done a lot of nice things for this particular vineyard that I planted on a very fruitful hill. And I was expecting that it would bring forth good fruits. But it brought forth wild grapes. Amen. My, the title of my message, if you like, is Good Grapes for Wild Grapes. Good Grapes for Wild Grapes. Instead of getting good grapes, I got wild grapes. Ask your neighbor, do you produce wild grapes or do you produce good grapes? Oh, I said... Do you produce good grapes or do you produce wild grapes? How many will agree that God has not saved us alone for the sake of saving us? Because there are some people on earth that are wishing to hear what you have heard. There are some people on earth that are wishing to be blessed with the things that you've been blessed by. But they didn't have it. In fact, the, if, if I'm going to give you the uh, context of this story, this story in, uh, in Isaiah chapter 5 was God talking to the land of Egypt, the, the, sorry, the land of Israel. At this time, the land of Israel had been broken into two. The northern part, that was uh, is the north of Israel, which uh, had a capital in Samaria. And then the south of Israel, which was Judah. So the ten tribes of Israel made the north part. And their capital was Samaria. And then the two tribes, the the bottom was uh, Judah that had 
Jerusalem as their capital. Now Judah was still serving God, but Samaria had turned their backs to God. And so the song was directed to the north part of Samaria, uh, to, to north part of Israel, where God was saying that I have done all these nice things to you, helped you, cleared the wheat out, built a tower, protected you, and everything. All I wanted from you was grapes, and instead you have given me wild grapes. Hallelujah! Let's take our time and look at what. God had done for this uh, garden and look into our lives and see what God has done for us. The first thing, that's the, we are looking at the first two verses in, um, no, we are looking at verse two. The Bible says, he dug it up. He dug it up. How many have been dug up? You were, you were picked from the Marie clay and your feet were planted on the rock to stay. How many will really say that, listen, my life was going nowhere or if my, my life before and after, there's no comparison. Right. The things I used to do, I do them no more. If God was to mark our iniquity, none of us would be able to stand. In fact, our lives were really going downhill. How, how many could say that with me? I don't know about, I don't know your story, but I can tell you my story. The place I grew up, the, 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 the guys I grew up with, the friends I had, majority of them are either not alive or hooked on drugs. Amen. All right. So, sorry about that. Um, he dug us up. I, I don't know about you, but I've been dug up. But for the timely intervention of God, the time that he saved me, I don't know where I would have been. Hello? And, 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 and the Bible says in John chapter 15 that I, this, is, this is Jesus talking. He says that I am the vine and you are the branches. My father is the vine dresser. My father is the planter of me. And I have given birth to you. God, God planted us in Christ for a reason. No, no farmer plants a seed for the sake of planting. Are you with me? If you plant, it means that you have something that you are looking for. Something you require. That is why you are planting. God has planted you, clothed you in your right mind. Giving you all the nice things you have. For a reason. We are no better than the ones who are lying under the bridge somewhere. We are no better than the ones who are homeless, the ones who have lost their minds, the ones who are sick, infirmed, maimed, or sick. We, we are no better than them. But for grace. I said, but for grace. But for grace. The person who is strung up, in the, uh, what do you call it, in the uh, uh, psychiatric ward or, ward or the one who is trying to re in a rehab or the person who is in a drug house this minute who is, don't know what time of day it is, whether it's morning, afternoon, or evening, is no better than us. We are no better than them. But for some reason, we have been dug up. Not because we're smarter. Not because we, as far as we are brought up in a good place, in a good home. How many will say that? As for me, by the grace of God, my parents were, were, were I, listen, I have a brother. I have a brother. My, one mother, one father. In the same house. We grew up in the same house. He's on drugs. Strung out on drugs. When 
I tell you this is my brother, you won't believe it. What made the difference between me and him? Nothing. I was dug up. Not because I'm smarter. In fact, he was the cleverest amongst all of us. From first year, in fact, from class one through to he finished school. Every speech day, he collects every prize. Hallelujah. He collects all the prizes. I mean, because of him, I, I, I got discouraged. Because, <laughs> you know, when you have a, like somebody in front of you one year, and he's always collecting prizes, and I was always very playful. So it's like, ah, as for you, when you are looking for my results, it's from between 20 down to, we are 35 people in the class. You know, every parent was first in class. As for me, I can never say that. If I say that, I'll be a lie. I can never say I was first in class. It's not true. When you're looking for me, if I, when I go to look for my results, I start from the bottom. I know, I know the usual suspect that I always beat. So once I've beaten them, then I start looking up to see where my name will come. But my, for my brother, if he's not first, it's a problem. He'll cry the whole, uh, what do you call it, the whole uh, time, break time. If it is uh, uh, three months or two months, Christmas time, he'll cry throughout because he wasn't first. Me, I'm happy when I move from 20th to 18th. It's like Christmas come early. I've entered the teens. Ah, you're laughing at me. I don't know your story. Hello? I'm sure you have your story. Yeah, but for some reason, he picked me up. For some reason, he put my feet on the rock. For some reason, when they were running this way, for some reason, he kept me. He kept me. I don't know why, but he kept me. But now I know why he kept me. He kept me for a reason. He kept me because he wanted me to produce good grapes for him. He wanted me. See, every farmer has a reason why he sows a plant. They sow because they are expecting a harvest. They sow because they want something out of it. They sow because they want something great. I am sure Mr. Mr. Lamte here sowed, sowed all the good words to this beautiful lady because he wanted something. Hallelujah. Yeah, because look at all the beautiful women in the church. All the beautiful women in the house, in this city. He didn't see anyone. He saw you. Do you think that he saw you just because he wants to come and put you like a decoration there? No, no, no. Here's a reason. There is a purpose. Hallelujah. Our Christianity has a purpose. We have not been saved just because we are nice or beautiful. We've been saved because God wants us to do something. He dug us up. We are still on verse 2. Go, go back to Isaiah 5. He dug up the stones. Then he planted the choicest vine. He planted the choicest seeds. How many can say that you have been planted with the choicest seeds? You see, some people are saved, but they still lost their minds. Some people are saved, but they are still sick with HIV. Some people are saved, but they are still dying. 
Some people are saved, but they are still in a mess. And there's very little they can do about it. But we have been saved. And it's as if we have never passed through what we've passed through. It looks like we have never been through anything. Look how beautiful you are looking at. Looking like today. Nobody will know your story. Nobody can tell your story. Nobody knows what you have been through. Where you have been. Nobody can say it. Because you've been planted with the choicest things. Hallelujah. You have been planted in a very beautiful church. You have been planted with a very beautiful pastor. You've been planted with a beautiful husband. You've been planted with a beautiful wife. You've been planted in a beautiful family. Hallelujah. All these things are not happenstances. They are not chances. They just didn't happen. God orchestrated it. Hallelujah. He says that I know the plans that I think towards you. They are plans of good and not of evil to bring you to an expected end. I have a plan for you. All that you are going through, all that you've been through, all that the people you have met and all the things that you have done, it was a plan. There is a perfect plan behind it. Hallelujah. Bible says that he, he sets the lonely in families. Some of us, are, we are going nowhere, but he put us in the right place, in the right family of friends. In the right places. Look how there were so many people helping yesterday, going back and forth, doing things. It's because he's part of the family. That's right. He Not everybody will get that. Are you with me? Yes. Yeah. You can tell that you are part of a family. Because you were, you were, you said they were going somewhere. Then you change your mind. You are coming here. They all they'll follow you because you are part of a family. We obey your orders. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. He, he, has, he, has, he has brought us into this place. And then the next one is that he set a tower. He set a tower in the middle. The Bible says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. He has given us a name. I said he has given us a name. He, Psalm, 20, 20, uh, Psalm 25, 125, verse 2. Psalm 125, verse 2. He says that as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. He has surrounded us. Amen. Proverbs 18, 10 says that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. It is a strong tower. Hallelujah. He has, it says that he has, he has put us in that secure, secured place. Secured. We have a name that is above every other name. At the mention of which every knee shall bow. When we say Jesus... Something happens. Hallelujah. I said something happens at the mention of the name Jesus. How many have been having like a bad dream? You're having a nightmare. And then somehow you shout at Jesus. And then all of a sudden you're okay. Has it happened to you before? Is it? At least I have witnesses here. Yes. 
Hello? Yeah. Or you are, you are going to have an accident. You shouted Jesus and sometime, somehow you were delivered. We have a name. We have a secured name. The tower is built in the middle of the vineyard to protect the vineyard from foxes. And one of the, the foxes, when we talk about foxes in the Bible, we are talking about evil spirits. Hallelujah. Talk about foxes, we are talking about evil spirits. How many know that evil spirits are looking, they are on the prowl, trying to find you. Some, they can, trying to find a way to get at you, to destroy you. How many know what I'm talking about? The other day we saw the advert in the, in the Bible. It says that all you beasts of the field... Come and devour. It's in Isaiah. Is it 50, 54, 59? It says, all you, beast of the, uh, all you beast of the field, come and devour. And then he goes on to say, for the watchmen, because the watchmen are blind. They are blind dogs who are barking, but they cannot bite. 56 verse 9. Blind dogs, dumb dogs, trying to bark, but they cannot bite. Have you seen? This is an advert that Satan took in the spiritual dailies against the people of God. He says, all you beasts of the field. Now, the word beast, when you see the word beast in the Old Testament, it's talking about evil spirits. Am I talking to somebody? He says, all you beasts of the field, come and Devour, come to devour all you beasts of the forest. Next verse. For the watchmen are blind, ignorant, dumb dogs. They are barking, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yes, greedy dogs that can never have enough. Shepherds who cannot understand. They all take to their own way. Everyone to his own gain from their own territory. Come, they say, and I'll, and I'll bring wine. And we will have our fill of intoxication drink, intoxicating drink. Tomorrow will be as today. And much more abundantly. So you see, because we don't have shepherds, we don't have pastors, we don't have people that are praying for us. Now demons are looking for a way that they can come and devour us. But the Bible says that he has put a tower in the middle of the vineyard. We have a tower. I said we have a tower. We have an anchor. Steadfast and sure. As the billows roll. Fasten to the rock which cannot move. We have an anchor, and that anchor keeps us safe. It keeps us stable. It keeps us secured. It keeps us grounded. We are steadfast. The word steadfast means that you are you are hooked. You are hooked to a, an immobile thing. If you look at that, you see steadfast is a is a marine term. They use it with a ship. When the anchor is lowered, the anchor is like a big hook. When it's lowered, it's lowered to the ground. And they, they throw it in such a way that it holds to the rock underneath. 
the waters and it keeps the, 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 the ship secure. So when the ship, the tempest come, when the, 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 the billows roll and, and the, 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 the waters are being disturbed, they drop the anchor and hope that the anchor will locate a rock underneath and then hooks and the rock is Christ. I said that rock is Christ. And then once we are hooked on the rock, which is Christ, it, it, it doesn't matter what comes or goes. It doesn't matter who comes or goes. It doesn't matter what happens to us. We are still held secured. We are held secured. He put a tower in the midst for a reason. Hallelujah. Then the next one. He planted and the choices vine. He built a tower in the midst and he made a vine press. He made a wine press ready for the lovely grapes that we are going to produce. He made, he made a church. He made a church ready for the people that we are going to bring in. So that they are going to, he's going to press and bring out lovely wine. Sweet wine. Hallelujah. The, the vine press was made in anticipation of what we are supposed to do. In case you didn't know, our salvation is not free. He saved us for a reason. Hallelujah. God saved you and I for a reason. He could have saved somebody else in our place, but he saved us instead for a reason. Because he wanted us to produce one, uh, grapes for the vine press. Amen. The, the kingdom of heaven is expecting a harvest. I said the kingdom of heaven is expecting a harvest. Unfortunately, the modern day believer is expecting a miracle. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said the kingdom of heaven is expecting what? The kingdom of heaven is expecting what? But the modern day Christian is expecting what? I don't think you understood what I, I, I said. I'm going to say it again. The kingdom of heaven is expecting what? The kingdom of heaven is expecting what? But the modern day Christian church is expecting what? I see God blessing you. I see God giving you a new husband. I see God giving you a new job. I see you receiving a new house. A car you didn't work for. A car you didn't buy. That's what the church of God in latter day says. That's what, that is the message we are preaching. That is what we are listening to. That's what we are receiving. We are all, give me, give me, give me, give me. My name is Jimmy. Give me. It's all about giving me God. God of miracles, now my papa. Give me all the miracles. We go to church one signs and one the signs and one. It's all about feeding us, feeding us, feeding us, feeding us. After a while, you have to produce grapes. I said, after a while, after watering you, protecting you, building a hedge around you, and all that, he's expecting you to produce a grape. Good grapes. Juicy grapes, not sour grapes. grapes. (laughs) 
I'm trying hard to be a Christian. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? He, he wants us to be a, a, a blessing to others. We have been saved for others. We have been saved to reach out to others. We are the mouthpiece of God. Now behold, are we ambassadors of Christ? We are ambassadors of Christ to go to reconcile the world to him. That is what we are supposed to do. We've been saved to save. We have not been saved to sit. We have not been saved to be blessed. Even though blessing, see, blessing is a part of Christianity. Don't take it out. I'm not taking it out. But it's not the reason why you've been saved. I don't know whether you understood what I said. I said blessing is a part of Christianity. For I am come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. So that is part of our Christian walk. Blessing is part. Peace is part. Promotion is part. Prosperity is part. All those things are part. But those are not the mainstay. Don't make a major uh, doctrine out of a minor thing. We have minor the major and major the minor. We have majored now. It's like, you see, I, I am a, a, a prophet of prosperity. Our, all the prophecies about how you'll be blessed. Our doctorate is in pros, prophesying prosperity. If somebody says, yeah, you will be above, what does it mean? It means you will be above. It means you have to be below. For somebody to be above, somebody has to be below. I'm not saying those things are wrong. But that is not the mainstay of Christianity. As a matter of course and of fact, he will bless us. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. But that's not the reason. The reason is not for multiplication. Our Christianity is not because he, we, he, he wants to multiply us. Otherwise, you go and multiply the man lying under the bridge this morning. Yeah. He needs more multiplication than we do. How many understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But he's not multiplying them. He's multiplying us because, you see, every laborer is worthy of their wages. Am I talking to somebody? He says that, seek ye first the kingdom of, of God and his righteousness and all other things will be added. Once you become a seeker of the kingdom of God, you join the labor force of the people that are expanding the kingdom of God. And once you join the, the labor force of the people expanding the, the, the kingdom of God, God cannot help but give you your wages. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you seek him, he will reward you. But that's not the reason why he's brought us in. He's brought us in to do the work. Hallelujah. How many would like a, 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 a worker, an employee that you have employed, who is always sitting and waiting for the, the month end or weekend to collect their wages and they won't do any work? How many would be happy with that, that employee? It's like, uh, uh, we, uh, listen, yeah, Today is Tuesday. Remember, Friday, our pay. Meanwhile, the person has been sitting there all day doing nothing. Remember, Friday is our payday. I don't know why the whole day here. 
<laughs> Remember, we get paid. Boss, 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 how many times have I called you? Don't forget. Nobody would like an employee who is always looking for their wages and will do no work. Unfortunately, we are the employees that the kingdom of heaven has. And we never do any work. In fact, we are producing wild grapes. When he's expecting us to to become ambassador of Christ, our lives are even an apology to those who we are trying to win. When people look at our lives, they say, if this is what Christianity is about, then I don't want to be, I'm I'm happy being a, a pagan. How many have heard that before? And you call yourself a Christian. This thing that you are doing, even me that I am not a Christian, I won't do it. Wild grapes. I said wild grapes. Instead of bringing forth good grapes, we are bringing out what? Wild grapes. He has made a vine press waiting, hoping for us to bring the grapes. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you produced grapes for God? Oh, I said, ask them. What did they say? Jeremiah 2.21. Jeremiah 2.21 says that, Yet I have planted a choice vine, a completely faithful seed, of the highest quality, How then have you turned before me into a degenerate plant of an alien vine? That's the question God is asking us today. Hello. Oh, I like it when the room goes quiet. It means you are being convicted. Uh, It's good. If the message is really affected, say, hmm. Quality seed. And what are we bringing forth? An alien degenerate plant. An apology of a vine. (laughs) Hallelujah. January to December, we haven't spoken to one person about the love of God. From January to December, we have actually discouraged about 10 people from being Christians. Cause them to backslide. Hello? You, you don't like the message. Oh, I can preach nice message. If I was thinking, today I was thinking of preaching a nice message. The Bible says, so was it in the days of uh, Noah. They were given hand in marriage, marrying, eating and drinking. And then a flat came. In, in Matthew 11, the Bible says, Jesus was saying that if the message that was preached to you, Tyre and Sidon had been pre- preached in Sodom, they would have repented. 
Which means if what we are hearing, others have heard it, they would, their lives would have been better than ours. Are, are you with me? So look at the person lying the, under the bridge. They would have done better than we are doing. If the same message, the same blessing that we have received, they had received it. It means there is something wrong. I said there is something wrong. Church, there is something wrong. Hallelujah. Go to um, verse 13, I believe. 13. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah. Jeremiah 2, I said 13. It says, for my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water, and hewn for themselves a cisterns of broken, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Broken cisterns. We have left the foundation of God, the word, the living God, the living word, and we have taken broken systems. Broken systems. You know what a system is? A system is like a vase. Or if you like a calabash. How many know yesterday we saw some calabashes, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the calabash is supposed to hold a drink. But it says that we have hewn for ourselves broken systems, broken, broken uh, calabashes that can hold no water. Broken prophets who are going to prophesy what we want to hear. Give us stickers that will stick on things. They'll give us, sell us bottle of oil that answers all our problems. Oil that, oil that will kill your enemies, oil that will let a girl like you. <laughs> the oil that you put on the man and the man will go and leave his wife and come and marry you. Broken system. Holding no water. The place is. Oh, preach, Pastor. One of church I come to. I only came for a marriage, uh, Thanksgiving. Instead of doing Thanksgiving, you are talking about broken system. What kind of broken system is that? I want to go to. Listen, hurry up and let's go home. Okay, I'll hurry up and let's go home because of you. But before we do, before we do. Some people are trying to spoil my message. That's why I'm not going to that place. I'm sticking to this place because serious people are here. These people are not very, very serious. Amen. Amen. Two evils. We have taken, we have left the right system and chosen broken systems that can hold no water. And that's the one we are using. Amen. Today I'm preaching to Christians. I'm not preaching to people who are not Christians. I'm asking you, what grapes are you giving out? 
Check your grape. Bible says that by their fruits you shall know them. So I'm looking at the fruit, the grapes you are giving, to know what wine you are giving out. Hello. Jesus was saying that, woe to you. We, we, we played music for you. You did not dance. We sang a lamentation. You did not cry. What I'm doing is singing a lamentation. But some of us, our hearts are so hard. It's like what I'm saying, just oh, hurry up and let's go. I pray that you soften your heart a bit for the word of God. I pray that you will let your heart hear the word of God. That it is not just about blessing. It's not just about having peace. It's not just about having good marriage. It's not just about having children. All those things are good. They are the blessings of God. I agree. But there's nothing like a free lunch. Our salvation costs Jesus his, his blood. Hello? I said our salvation cost him his blood. It, this thing we call Christianity, some people were boiled in oil. For us to have the Christianity we have. Some people were crucified upside down. Some people were, were dragged. You see, they, they, they put, a, 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 what's it called? They put a, a rope, tied the person's legs together. And they put a horse. And they, they, they ride the horse on, a, on tons. And the person is on tons. And until they, all their skins are torn. And their bones are left. This is what they did. For us to have what we call Christianity today. As a matter of fact, this church we are sitting in, this church we are in, we, we, we had a chat with the, the builder, the owners of this building, original owners of this building, and they were telling us that 18, 19, 20 year olds built this building. And they used to go to the quarry. Do you know where the quarry is? The quarry is the new place in Kextall that they've built. The new train station. How many know Kextor Abbey? Yeah, they, they used to have stones, the quarry. So they go and carry stones from there. And they walk all the way from there to this place. To come and put one stone on the other. One stone on the other. One, it took them three years to build this building. Young people. We had, we had a, um, their names, all their names on a on a placard, uh, we've taken it down because of when we're doing the renovation, but we're going to put it up. All their names, their ages were there. That is the price that people have paid for the beautiful room we are sitting in. There's nothing free. Everything costs something. Our peace is costing something. Our blessing is cost something. Hallelujah. It's time for you to also pay the price for somebody else. I said it's time for you and I to also pay the price for somebody else. It's time for us to speak the word of God to somebody else. It's time to build something that others will come and enjoy. I refuse to take some of these things down because it has names of people that helped to build this building and they died in the war. So I told them keep it here. 
It is not because we want to memorize their names. No, no. But it's for us to see that people have paid the price. So we also ought to pay the price. I said we also ought to pay the price. Hallelujah. Bless me, bless me, bless me. We should be tired of bless me by now. Because how many know that it doesn't matter what blessings you are blessed with. Your life will come to an end one day. And blessings never satisfy us. The more we have, the more we want. So it's not a blessing that will change anything in our lives. What will change something in our lives is when we change something in our lives. Hallelujah. To what, put uh, uh, Matthew 11 up. To what shall I compare this generation? Sang to you, you didn't dance. Sang a dirge, you didn't cry. I'm in verse 17, no, 18. John came. He wasn't drinking. You said, no, you don't like. Jesus came drinking and eating. You said, no, that one too, you don't like. Which one do you want? <laughs> Have you not realized that we don't want anybody? We, we don't want this priest. We don't want that priest. We don't want that church. We don't want that church. We are moving from one church to the other, to the other, to the other. We don't want, we don't even know what we want. Move if, if you're going to clap. I didn't ask you to clap. So if you want to clap, clap. How many understand what I'm saying? We are, we, are, we are insatiable. We cannot be satisfied. We don't know what we want. Yeah, we want. We want the miracles. When they are doing the miracles, we don't want the miracles anymore. We want this thing. Soon as we hear that there's a new uh, church in town, we all run there. There's a new one who is doing miracles for babies. We are there. Miracles for husbands. We are there. Miracles for jobs. We are there. Mirac- everything. Even the one who doesn't do any miracle to we are also there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Don't worry, I'm closing. <laughs> Verse 19. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wisdom is justified by her children. You see, your Christianity is not what you say. It's what we see. When we see the fruits of your Christianity, we know that this is a good Christian. This is a good person. This is somebody who gives. It is more blessed to give than to receive. It's time for us to stop receiving. Next verse. He began to rebuke the cities. I pray that, you see, the Bible says that if we judge ourselves, we will not be judged. I pray that this message, as you are hearing it, you begin to start assessing yourself. If really I'm a Christian, what am I doing? What am I doing to expand the kingdom of God? What am I doing to expand the, the, the house of God, to expand the things of God? What am I contributing? Teenagers contributed stones and their hard labor to build the building. Today they are no more. But we are enjoying the fruit of their labor. Are we also going to build for others or we are going to just spend? We are doing a book and the book is about builders, users, and consumers. No, builders, users, and spoilers. There are some people that build and there are some people that will do what? Use that they use that what has been built. 
And then there are others who abuse, they overuse it, so they abuse it and they spoil what has been built by others. If you look at developing countries, everything that comes, we abuse it and spoil it because we don't create anything. If you don't create anything, you don't know how to use it properly. If you are not a builder, you don't have the mind of a builder, you, and you are just consumer-oriented all the time, you become an abuser. Some of us, we abuse the church. We abuse the church and the pastor. Pray for me, pastor. Pray for me. Pray, pray for you. have made the pastor an emergency seatbelt. Moving insurance. Oh, you don't like the message. Hallelujah. Let us stop abusing God. Abusing prayer. Every prayer you pray is about God, give me. Every prayer. When are you going to pray? God, use me. Give me, give me, give me. Are you not tired? What a message. He's looking for good grapes, not wild grapes. Good wine. If the If the the disciples who were killed, all 11 of them were killed before their time for the gospel, all of them, from Matthew, uh, from uh, Peter. Peter was crucified upside down. What's the name? The other guy. His brother was also killed. They were all killed before their time because of the gospel. And if they were called apostles. And we, even when somebody insults you because of church, (laughs) immediately all hell breaks loose. The pastor looked at me wrong when he was talking about fornicators. You see, that's why I don't like coming to this type of churches. You see, I told you, if you come to this church, that's what's going to happen. Hallelujah. It's time. Tell your neighbor it's time. It's time time for you to produce good grapes. Rise to your feet.